All right, welcome to the Always Cheating Locker Room, hosted by, by me, Brandon, and Josh is going to be joining me in a moment. For those of you that are new to Locker Room, it is an app available for iOS. If you want to hang out and chat live with me and Josh, you can do so every week on the Locker Room app. Today, we're going to be talking about the U.S., how we're lining up against Mexico tonight. We're also going to touch upon the uh, Euros. Welcome to the stage, my co-host, Josh. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm putting away all of my daughter's toys right now. So I am, uh, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. We uh, are multitaskers and always cheating. All right, we've got, we've got. Trying not to be, <laughs> but I, I kept finding new tasks to do before we, we started this. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I, I was actually thinking uh, as we were, as I was getting ready for this call, though, that um, I, I'm hoping we, we can be a little more structured than that. The the post Champions League pod was a uh, I think it was a, it was a controversial uh, addition to the always cheating uh, podcast feed. I think uh, controversy was, creates conversation, Josh. That's true. That's true. But I was thinking we could uh, well we'll try to keep this a little U.S. men's national team focused. But I, I you know we haven't talked Brandon in a while so. Um, and anyone's welcome to hit that request to speak button and join us. But just before we start, Brennan, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good, Josh. Yeah, it's it's Sunday evening when we're recording. It's a beautiful sunny day. And uh, yeah, I was out uh, visiting some friends this weekend. I was in Kingston, Josh, hanging out with our uh-huh. friend Ryan. Sure. But now to be back home uh, with... You know, I. I feel like I haven't watched enough of the U.S. men lately, so I'm actually really looking forward to this uh, Nations well, they, League final. They've barely played. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, I, our friend Eric Freeman was talking uh, when they played Honduras in this uh, in that the, the semifinal of this Nations League match, and uh, you know, he was saying that um, that he was disappointed after all the hype and. You know, I, I responded to him. I just said, you know, this is that was like a pickup basketball game. You know, yeah. it was like no one, no one, no one's ever played together. I mean, you know, there's just no way you're going to be cohesive when you just never played. You know, and so yeah. I mean, you know, Rain have have Reyna, Pulisic, and McKenney like have, the, have those three ever started together? Like like before that Honduras match? I mean, maybe once. Like I, I you know, not, not any important match. That's for sure. I, I I think they have, but it's there's also a matter of like all of the deprogramming that has to happen from all of the club football that these guys have played, especially those three players yeah. you just mentioned who are. Like, I'm not sure interpret- if they have though. I mean, how many how many caps does Reina have? Like it can't be that many, right? Because like he sort of exploded right when. Yeah. Right when, um, you know, COVID hit. So I, I, I'm, you know, I mean, may, maybe a couple, but I, I doubt it's more than like two matches of those three players play together. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope we get some opinions from, from our audience members and how they feel about Burhalter, the direction of the U.S. Yeah. men's team right now. It's, you know, it, it's so much young talent and so much young talent that's playing integral roles in European clubs. Weston McKinney yeah. at Juventus. Pulisic is now a Champions League winner. You've got Reina doing bits at uh, at Dortmund. Yeah. So so there's there's lots to be excited about in theory. However, um, you know my my prediction. <laughs> there's always be, a however with the yeah. national team, isn't there? Uh, yeah, and and Mexico has had our number for like the last five years. The the yeah. clip that was making the rounds earlier today, and I remember being at was it five hundred fifth. Um, that sports bar, 205th. Park Slope, 205th, right. And you and I were there. We, 
and to watch Michael Bradley open the scoring with this insane like midfield lob shot. Uh, mm-hmm. to put the U.S. up 1-0. And then after that, Mexico just absolutely dominated us. And I think that they won yeah. that 2-1 at the end of the day. Yeah. I remember uh, my first London trip, which was, uh, I think, 10 years ago this summer. Uh, and I was I was actually there specifically for Wimbledon. So there were, there were no Premier League matches um, at that time. Um, and I was I was actually still just sort of, I was really becoming, uh, uh, you know, I was taking the leap from casual fan to obsessive, crazy you know, like, uh, I need help fan. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. I remember, uh, watching though, the, the gold cup final took place while I was there. And I remember, uh, the U S took a two nil lead in that gold cup match. And I was like, okay, like, all right, like, here we go. <laughs> and I, I was just like looking at my phone or something. I was in the, I was in the, you know, uh, back at the hotel or whatever at the end of the night. And, uh, and then I think we lost four two. you know, and it was just like, this is, so I never, I will never take a match against Mexico for granted. I know we had the, the Dosicero run, yeah. you know, for a few yeah. years there. So like, long during, ago though. Yeah. During Clint Dempsey's prime, I guess. But yeah, yeah they've had, our, like you said, I mean, basically since Trump was elected, they've had our numbers. So. <laughs> right, right, right. We sound like England fans from like five years ago before, like, I feel like England fans are now like weirdly hopeful. I mean, they a decent run to the semifinals in the last world cup. And now it's yeah. all like, it's coming home one tweet after another about England. We are in the pessimistic phase of fandom with the U S <laughs> men. So it's not that I'm pessimistic. I mean, I'm not a bear halter fan. Like that's yeah. for sure. Uh, I just have seen nothing so far to make me feel like, Oh wow. I like someone, someone joined the chat. I said I'm not a Bear Halter fan, and they immediately dropped out of the chat. Wow! Was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It might have been Bear Halter himself looking for <laughs> tips for the match. But I mean, I, I like. Have we, I just don't feel like we've seen anything from Bear Halter yet that yeah. seems particularly innovative. Or I mean, I guess they've done a good job recruiting. He's like the, uh, you know, he's like the the. I'm trying to think of a good example of like a you know college basketball coach who's great at recruiting and then can't actually deliver anything. Yeah. You know, on the on the court. I think the best thing that Berhalter has going for him is he has the same uh, actual physical body shape profile of Pep Guardiola. He's got the bald head with the weird long <laughs> neck and the slim figure, and he dresses like a gym teacher that probably makes more money than than he should. <laughs> All right, uh, should we should we uh, welcome Scott Scott up to the stage? Uh, Josh, are you ready to to open up the conversation? Here? Yeah, what's up, Scott? Okay, let's do it. I'm gonna ask ask Scott to join. Here you are, buddy. Well, how you doing tonight, Scott? Uh, I, I'm well. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, it's my first time in locker room, and I just you said, "Hey, Scott, welcome," and I went to to request to speak to reply to you and say, "I'm doing great, Josh." <laughs> <laughs> and then I couldn't undo it. But hey, you're I'm off to a flying here. you're off to a flying start start here, Scott. <laughs> hey, but Brandon and Josh, I'm with you. I'm not a Burr Halter fan right now. I just I, I I don't understand why Tyler Adams isn't starting. And I'm not through. I'm glad Ballistic's captain. We do well when he is. Yep. If if you want to use the uh, the Joe from Fantasy Football Scout lexicon, he's a big fan of his goal goals imminent table. Pulisic feels like he's probably pretty high on goals imminent. He had a decent look uh, against Honduras. He had that great opportunity against Man City in the Champions League final. I see a Pulisic goal coming against Mexico. Perhaps a futile goal, but I think it's going to happen. That's actually, you know, it's a good point because he really doesn't have 
like a t- like you know, I mean, honestly, I'm you know the the one goal I can remember actually was the goal against uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, the you know in the uh, shocking you know the shocking loss the yeah, loss that right. cost that us the uh, put us out of the world cup the, the, yeah exactly the 2018 world cup and um you know and and i remember they were down i think 3-1 and i remember pulisic scored a great individual goal to get it to 3-2 and that was like that like i think that's like the only like moment i remember from his time at the the men's national team right like i mean the problem is like we don't get to have like i'm glad I, you know i was a little down on the whole idea of us having like a nation's league like they do for uefa yeah. um but i guess it's nice because we just can't keep playing gold cups right yeah <laughs> it's like one it's just like we're playing like a new gold cup every six months you know <laughs> and it's like you know other than that it's like you just have the the hex you know and uh right i think now it's not even the hex right isn't it the octagon or something there's like a new yeah there are there are more teams but you know in our Concacaf region it's just not a strong pool of teams that's why some u.s fans have made the case like we need to be playing more uh in south america we need to bring argentina and brazil um, through our, through our schedule, just to give us some different competition. Yeah. Usually like for, for those who are listening to this recording, uh, across the pond, what is sort of like a, your typical CONCACAF match or these insane slide tackles? Like it's crazy that 10 players don't get broken legs in, in every, whether it's the gold cup, the hex qualifier or whatever's happening with this nation's league. But there were some pretty rough challenges in that Honduras game a couple of days ago. So, Scott, what are you like? What are you looking for in tonight's match? I mean, other than a win, obviously. I um, that's a great question, and I'd like to see a little bit more uh, up on the offensive side. Uh, I just felt like a lot of our attacks were counterattacks. Um, I'd mm-hmm. like us to keep a little bit more possession. Yeah, um, maybe create something versus uh, you know this. Oh, uh, you know, Mexico has the ball and then suddenly we intercept and it's a run. I, I really would like to see them build up the play and make something happen. And that's what I don't like about what I see right now mm-hmm. uh, with their team. And it, yeah, maybe the, they don't have the talent the, the, to do it. But I believe uh, they it, do. I, yeah, I agree with you, Scott. I think that they do have that talent. It was weird that the goal against Honduras came from a John Brooks uh, yeah. over the top ball. So you're you're absolutely right. I think that there there needs to be a little bit more possession in the final third and and uh, you know showing they can they can break down some of these defenses. Yeah, I mean one thing that I, I mean like at this point like it's it's just not the way like this is not the team from you know. Uh, five or 10 years ago. Right. I mean, now you have, you have a, you know, I mean, I don't know how many, you know, starts, uh, McKinney logged for you, but it was, it was, it was a quite a, a few. Yeah. Quite a few. Right. And yeah. yeah, like you said, Pulisic just won the, won the world cup. I mean, you know, in terms of the champions league, I wish he won the oh, world cup. <laughs> of course. Champions league. Sorry. I was actually, sorry. I was looking at the men's, the Mexican national team starting 11 as we were talking. So, uh, I'm just curious. I, I, I guess he didn't even get called up. Did he, our, our boy, um, uh, from wolves, uh, it's uh, I mean, I, I guess there's no reason for him to. Oh, yeah, Jimenez, yeah, Jimenez, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like it'd probably be wise for him to just take the summer off. Um, well, Scott, I really appreciate uh, you joining us and the input. I do want to get uh, AJ up on the stage who sent us a request. So, AJ, welcome. What are you looking for from this tasty U.S. Mexico matchup? Oh, well, guys, I got to be honest, I. 
feel like Steven Seagal in Hard to Kill, who's just waking up from a months-long coma. Because I haven't been paying attention to anything. So I was wondering if maybe you could take a half step back and just sort of explain to all the people like me who have been in this coma for the last three weeks or so, what exactly is on the line? What are we playing for? What Mm -hmm. tournament is this? What dimension am I in? Is this the Premier League or is this not the Premier League? (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little confused. There's there's no reason to to dance around and pretend that this is not a glorified friendly. It is. It is. I mean, the, it's like it's just like the UEFA Nations League. And they 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 try to make the friendlies more interesting, right? And uh, mm-hmm. and damn it, if it didn't work. I mean, here we are doing this this conversation, uh, talking about it, you know. And so I, but I think it's really good. It's it's really important for us to to play uh, to play Mexico right now to play you know a really strong team uh, ahead of World Cup qualifying, which I believe kicks off. I mean, I think it'll kick off in like what September of this year. I mean, it's you know yeah. it's just about to start happening, and we cannot fail to qualify for the 2022 World Cup. That would be catastrophic. Uh, it really would be, and uh, I, I I can't even think about it right now. Like, all we have to do is say? all we have to do is qualify, right? Because then the following World Cup we're hosting, so we're good yeah. there. So well, just like just one qualification, that's all we need. Honest question: What are the chances we we qualify or don't qualify based on? Right, right now, I think they're pretty good, AJ. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the fact that we conspired to not qualify last time around was just kind of wild, uh-huh. and it caused this seismic sort of conversation of what is wrong with the U.S. Soccer Federation. There was change in leadership that had to happen. Um, I, I just think it was. It, it can't be overstated how wild it was that we failed. So I just, I kind of don't see it happening again, especially, you know, again, we were, we were kind of slamming Burhalter, but I think there is plenty of talent in this team to get us. If we, whether we can beat Mexico or not, we, we, we have the talent to get points off of virtually so, every like, other nation. What, what happened? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like five years ago, it was like, Clint Dempsey was going to be like the last player in Europe who was like a man, like the last yeah. men's player to ever play in Europe. And it was like all like Jordan Morris was playing and it was playing for, you know, Seattle Sounders. And it was like, that's it. Like the American men aren't going to Europe anymore. And it's like flash forward five years later. It's like we have starting players at Juventus, uh, Borussia Dortmund. They're like yeah. all like 20, under 21 years old. I mean, Gia Ring is 18 years old. Like, I, like you know, and that's just kind of the, the the forwards, right? I mean, you have defenders. Serginio Dest starts for Barcelona. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like they have a, a starting left back. Who Zach plays Stefan playing goal for uh, Manchester City. I mean, he's, he's cup. He's a cup yeah. keeper, but still, still, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, so was Tim Howard, right? I mean, eventually McKinney, eventually he'll go somewhere, right? So I think part of the story is Major League Soccer and how if you go back five years ago when there was that tumult with the U.S. team. We were drawing so heavily from MLS, and I, I, you, you get the sense that this generation that's now making up our starting eleven, they kind of got the message and said, "If you really want, if you if you have the talent, the belief, you have to go to Europe and find your way there." Because um, MLS, while MLS is still expanding, and it's not a, it's not it's not like the worst league on the planet, but I, I think the the fact that we're less reliant on MLS and there is this generation that just said, you know, we're going to go straight to Europe. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, don't forget DeAndre Yedlin, too, you know? Sure, straight from Turkey <laughs> into the starting that, 11. The, I was the, joking. Yeah. What an incredible... <laughs> What do you hey. make of that neck tattoo, AJ? He that is an incredible it. neck I, uh, tattoo. And Yedlin put in some nice performances for for. I mean, I, I had him my fantasy team. He was he was a nice four point three million starter for for a while there. Like a, you know, all credit to Yedlin. Wait, when when did you have Yedlin? <laughs> I might have done it once. I don't know. I certainly thought about it. I don't know if I ever actually did. But <laughs> all right, uh, a- AJ, uh, thanks for popping in. Welcome yeah, to Stick man. Around. Uh, Scott, we can get you back up on the stage, too, if you've got anything else to say. But I want to clear the lane for Dave. Uh, Dave, I, I know you're going to bring the bring fire it. here. Uh, what's what's your read on this matchup, Dave? Well, you guys forgot, the, I mean, the most important starting European player, Tim Ream. Uh, uh, Ream, yeah. yeah, of course. Fulham's own. Fulham's has, own. I mean, has he been starting for Fulham? Did he, did he start for Fulham at all down the stretch, Brandon? Just one match after we had been relegated, uh, and Parker, I think, played three at the back. And uh, you know, I, I see. I I read that he has decided to stay for another year at full. And I was like, wow, like yeah. <laughs> that's great for them. Like, I mean, they're, they're, he's they're he's he's weirdly equipped for the uh, championship now. As the years go by, you know that the mileage may vary, but you know he was up there as Fulham's player of the season when they got promoted in 2018. Um, do you remember when we were at Craven Cottage, Josh? There was a little kid in front of me, and he was getting a kit personalized at the uh, Craven Cottage shop, and he was getting Ream with like five E's in it uh, stamped on the back of the kit. And so, you know, he's he's beloved. He's not he's not uh, up there with Brian McBride, but uh, he is beloved. So, do we want to talk about anything not related to U.S. men's national team? I saw the. The I don't know if it's you know qualifies as breaking news because it hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, a lot of talk now that uh, Jaden Sancho is actually going to come to Man United, and uh, I think that would be pretty exciting. I mean, I you know I I, I, I you know I, my understanding of him is a lot of it's based on doing the fantasy Bundesliga game last summer. I mean, I wasn't like I was tracking his every match uh, last year for for uh, Borussia Dortmund, but um, I think that would be kind of like it's just always fun. I feel like when a New Premier League season starts, and you've got a couple of like major players who come. I mean, last year we thought it was going to be Timo Werner. It kind of didn't, but even when it doesn't work out, like that's yeah. kind of interesting too. Like, it's like you just want a little bit of juice, you know, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's not going to be a replay of when Memphis Depay came to 
Manchester United. Um, I mean, and, and then you go back to Alexis Sanchez going to United. They've struggled to bring in like amazing wingers. Like their best wingers are like coming from their academy, like Mason Greenwood. So yeah, uh, yeah I don't know so if I compare the- Sancho to to Memphis Dupai. That feels like uh- <laughs> sure. Sancho Sancho has proven himself uh, on 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 many stages. Uh, definitely a talented player. That's that's fair. There are other other transfer rumors. I like the Jack Grealish to Manchester City. I think I was listening to yeah. second captains, and they were talking about Pep was asking um, people who knew Jack, like, tell me about him. Tell me about who he really is. I imagine him steepling his fingers. What is a Jack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. I mean, if they, if they got Grealish and Harry Kane to City, um, just a hypothetical there, like, suddenly Manchester City go from this, like, European super club to this Homer club with these great English players, you've got Phil Foden as well there. That's yeah. kind of an exciting proposition. Yeah, until he doesn't start Kane in the Champions League final or something, right? Which, yeah. You know, right. <laughs> you know I, I, the, the sad thing is, I mean, the other big signing, and this one actually looks like it, it's almost like 99% certain to happen, happen is, the, uh, is um, uh, Buendia uh, from uh, Norwich to... Uh, from Norwich to to Aston Villa, which probably does clear the lane for that Jack Grealish move. I, I I can't imagine they they spend thirty five million on Buendia unless they're planning to um, drop Grealish. I mean, it'd be cool if they both stay, but I I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely with you there. Um, shoot, what was I what was I going to say? I had something in the can, but I I can't remember what it what it is. Uh, oh, Dave, I'm going to call you out because you're a Spurs fan. Talk to me about uh, this. All these rumors around Harry Kane. The guy's got three years left on his contract. Is it even plausible that Levy lets this guy go? Uh, well, you know, as a European super club, um, the Spurs have many offers um, for managers and play offers on their players. You know, seeing as we have great players. Um, no, I mean, I think it's just it, it, what a clown show. Um, I mean, it's just going to come down to money and. <laughs> If he gets enough of it, um, offer, I think he'll probably jump on it and, you know, spend it on crap. I don't know. How do you, yeah, how do you, just, how do you yeah. feel about the rumored offer from City where it's Jesus and, uh, Nathan Ake and a little bit of, a little bit of cash? Yeah. I mean, did, does the Jesus, do we cut him and get like cap relief on our salary or something? But I, yeah, I don't, I don't want Jesus anywhere <laughs> this near is the, the, the pitch, but, um, what, okay. But like, don't you think that Gabriel Jesus is a player who it, like, just, like because of how he fits into that team, it's, it's hard to be objectively hard to have like an objective sense of how good he could be at a different club. I mean, I feel like he's, you know, okay, yeah, he had, he didn't have a great season for sure, but he showed some Roberto Firmino style skills, right? Like he, you know, the ability to sort of track back and you know, like some yeah. like some ball winning abilities and you know setting up play and things like that. So I I think he could end up being a really good player, maybe even a man. Obviously, he's, he is a good player, but I mean, I, I think he could become like a really top forward for for a, you know, a Champions League club somewhere. I mean, if he can make runs and leave room for Son. Maybe I guess um, I don't know. That's a yeah. pod, that's an optimistic view, but yeah, I mean it. The, <laughs> it's just been so a roller coaster. I've actually been following, you know, obviously all the news and the forums and the comments. And it's just I, I'm have to take a step back because I just just wait for something to happen, then I'll react to it. It's just too much to process. Like, oh, you know, Potch is coming. 
So Kane's definitely staying. No, it's like Conte's coming. Maybe Kane's staying. No, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. You know, right. one thing, one thing, Brandon, I don't know how much we talked about in last week's, uh, in last week's conversation, but, uh, the Brentford uh, move is kind of exciting. I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I, I feel like um, they're, you know, they're like a. Um, obviously, they worked with Statsbomb for a long time, right? They've got like some, like they're they're kind of known to be like an advanced stats darling, and they've got an interesting manager. I like his his weird energy. You know, he's really. Yeah. Nice. I just um, read yeah. a piece about him um, sent from my boy Tim, who had his own. Actually, he did a London trip with his family and his boys, and they happened to catch a home Brentford match and like really found love with the vibe in the club. So he became sort of a B supporter. Um, but he sent me a link on, on the manager and how he was sort of like, uh, what was your professional gambler as well? Um, oh, interesting. I didn't know yeah. That. He was a yeah, ha- sports Tom, handicapper. Yeah. Thomas so, yeah, Frank is his name. Thomas yeah. Frank. Yeah. So right. he was super, um, was it the owner or the manager? And they, they, yeah, well, anyways, they're, yeah, they're totally run by stats and you know, Moneyball and all that. Um, so it's very interesting article. So, but I mean, they're all and the other interesting part is like half their team is Danish because they have like the Danish coach. Now. Oh, cool. So it's like, they're so, like the, they're like the wool, like the, like, like yeah, Wolves has exactly. uh, Portuguese and, oh, that's, I like it. I actually think that's kind of a cool, I like, I like the pipeline. Idea. By the way, I just uh, saw, speaking of Danes, that, uh, Nicholas Bentner retired and, uh, he retired. He was still playing? Yeah, yeah, but, but what, what, what shocked me is he retired at like thirty three years old. Like, did yeah. you guys know that he was only thirty three? Like, like <laughs> no, I assume he was like thirty eight playing in Beijing or something. I thought yeah. thirty eight too, maybe even forty. Like thirty three, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I think he just kind of burnt out uh, pretty quickly. Uh, one of those types of players, and his e- ego just got too big um, for for England at least. Brentford too, they have a brand new stadium. Like they really needed this promotion to happen to justify the the money they put into the new stadium. Yeah. So getting fans in the stands, uh, a trip to Brentford will probably make for for a pretty good broadcast. Oh yeah, and, as, Tony, as, and Tony's going to be the new. I know Pookie is coming back up, but I think I think uh, Ivan Tony is going to be the uh, the Pookie like the six point five million promoted striker that everybody tries to bring in. Possibly, I can see Tony he, uh, being the the striker that you bring in. He scores like two and two, like the first two game weeks, he scores two, and then he never scores again for the rest of the season. I don't know. I think, I think <laughs> there, there was so you know, negative. He's, 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 I thought you were going to be more positive going into this season. He's I, like, I, he's will like I will be. I will be. Last year, I mean, Mitrovic won the Golden Boot in in the championship. I mean, granted, Parker didn't play Mitrovic at all last season, so you know, it's a, it's a it's a different. It's like apples and oranges. But um, I mean, the the competition in the playoffs in the championship uh, this season was was not stiff. I mean, if you watch Swansea play, it's. Um, Really, really quite dour. I there think, was there was a lot of um, yeah. yeah. There was a little too much Andre Ayew in that Swansea team, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think we'll have to talk more, much more about Norwich. You know, you, you saw this happen with Burnley, right? They they came up, they immediately got relegated. They came back up, and it was like all the lessons learned, and now they're firmly established in in the like lower mid table. And uh, you know, Norwich has kind of been yo yoing for for a decade now. But I, I think you know that given they had that continuity where they kept the managerial staff, they kept a lot of their their core players. 
um, maybe it works a little bit better for them. And then Watford, Watford too, I think, uh, kept a lot of their players, like, like guys like Saar, who yeah. he was emerging as a cool fantasy asset. There, it's gonna that. take some. It's gonna take some work for me to get excited about Watford coming back out. Yeah, like, right. I, 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 I always get a little excited about Norwich just because I think it's fun to have a team on the East Coast. You know, it's just like a little different. Like, a, mm-hmm. like it's like I hope Ipswich Town comes up sometime. You know, there just you go. like have a little a little variety there. Uh, but Brendan, I we. We're going to do more actual fantasy. You know, we'll be back with fantasy, like regular FPL pods uh, soon. These are just kind of conversations to keep the, the fun going. We'll do some Euro stuff, uh, some Euro chats as well, starting next week. But uh, before we go, uh, let's get some uh, predictions for tonight's match. What do you think? Score predictions. I, I think it's going to be an exciting 2-1 victory for for Mexico. Um, you know, that that's kind of what my, you know, going on my brand of being hyper-pessimistic um, I think I think we have it in us to pull out a two one uh, a two one win, but I think it's I think it's good. there are goals in this match for sure. All right, well I'm going to say dos a cero. Woo! There you go. There you go. Yep, it's going to be a, a, a Pulisic goal uh, and a Reina goal. Okay, and uh, the defense is going to look strong. Uh, Dest is going to set up one of the goals. This is like my fantasy. Like that's how this match is going to go. But uh, I, I'm actually excited because I have never watched a full. I like like you. I, I just like. I mean, the, the men haven't played a meaningful match. I mean, I guess the Honduras one sort of was, but this match feels like the first meaningful men's national team match in like eighteen months, right? So yeah. or, or longer, really. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to it, and I, I just want to see everybody play together. And I I'm not like my expectations are, are pretty in check. Like I, I don't, you know, if we, you know, if it's if it's a drab nil nil, I'm not going to walk away thinking, oh, this project is like doomed or whatever. I may walk away thinking that Berhalter is not the answer, but I kind of. Already felt that way. <laughs> we are. We already knew that. We already knew that. Yeah. All right. Well. Well. Let's leave it there. Big thanks to Scott and Dave and AJ for joining us. If you want to keep tabs on when always cheating are doing these locker room sessions, we do them once a week, uh, usually on a Friday or during the weekend. Follow us on Twitter at Hell Cheaters. Visit our website alwayscheating.com. Uh, Josh, let's get out of here. All right, man. We'll talk to you. They're going to do their next one on Friday that when the Euros kick off. So we'll we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.